Before we get started with today's show, I wanted to let you know about a series of live podcasts that we're doing. If you're going to be at the ICSC Recon Conference 2019, which is coming up fast, set aside some time to come and see a live Where We Buy podcast taping. This is at the Las Vegas Convention Center. We're going to be on the Innovation Exchange stage, which is in the Grand Lobby, which is that huge, big lobby that you come into in the main entrance, and it's entirely overwhelming in size. It's that one. Confirmed guests that we've got so far are actually pretty cool. Let me tell you about it. So on Monday, May 20th, 10.30 a.m., we've got Stephanie Lee, who's the co-founder of Spaces. Stephanie's been on the show before. Um, she's going to be telling us about the progress of her co-working company that goes into retail places. At 3 p.m. on Monday, we've got Vince Cadlubeck. He's been on before, too. He's the CEO of Meow Wolf which if you don't know about them, check out the podcast that we did with them. They're insane. It's this art installation experience that's out of this world. And uh, they're opening up a location in Las Vegas uh, coming soon. Then at 3.30, we've got Jack Dennehy, who's the CEO of Fair Harbor. Then on Tuesday, May 21st, so far confirmed at 9 a.m., we've got Meredith Sandland of Kitchen United. She's the COO. And then at 9.30 a.m. on Tuesday, we've got Mike Lavatola, who's the CEO and co-founder of Foxtrot. And there's even more guests that I can't tell you about yet that we're still confirming. Again, this is all at the Las Vegas Convention Center on the Innovation Exchange stage, which is in the Grand Lobby. So join me. It's going to be a lot of fun. And now, on with today's show. We were in a parking garage in downtown Orlando, Florida. So Justin clearly has kids. There's a little uh, Ziploc bag of cereal up here. <laughs> Unless, is that your travel snack? Oh, no. Not, <laughs> not for me, but I got plenty of snacks. We got goldfish. We got Cheerios. <laughs> I think I probably got uh, yep, some yogurt pouches in there, <laughs> whatever you need. Justin was not just the man with the snacks. He was also one of the people that was going to give us a crash course in downtown Orlando. On this episode, we're visiting the construction site for Creative Village, which is just one of many projects that's sprouting up in that city. You're going to learn, as I did, that there's more to Orlando than just theme parks. You're listening to Where We Buy, the show about the things we buy and the places we buy them. My name is James Cook. I research retail and real estate for JLL. And this is the show where we talk with retail experts and visit shopping spots across the nation. Keisha Virtue and I were both in Orlando to speak at an event, and our friends Justin and Brandon invited us to meet up with them at their office. Hi, I'm Justin Greider with JLL at Lease Retail Space in Orlando, Florida. I'm Brandon Delanois. I lease. I work for JLL Orlando and focus on leasing retail space. We hopped in an elevator and headed down to the parking garage. Of course, one of the nice things that's happened for downtown Orlando is that Disney changed the name from downtown Disney 
to Disney Springs because most people, when you said, yeah, we'll see you downtown, thought that they meant downtown Disney previously. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're about a half an hour, would you say a half an hour drive from Disney World? Yeah. Just about 20, 30 minutes uh, from Disney, 15 or 20 from Universal. Due north right up I-4. In a recent episode, we talked about shopping centers on theme park properties. And we even visited downtown Disney at Disneyland in Anaheim, California. That one's called Downtown Disney, which is also what the one in Orlando, outside of Disney World, was also called uh, until recently. It's been now redeveloped and rebranded and is known as Disney Springs. And so is we when we drove in, we drove in on Church, which looked kind of like a hip bar street. Is that mm-hmm. is that right? Yeah, so Church Street is uh, one of your main east-west streets through downtown Orlando, and what Church Street does is basically funnels from all of the parking garages that are in downtown down to the different event venues. And so you've got the Amway Center where the Magic uh, and the Solar Bears play. It's also a pretty prominent concert venue. Uh, We have the Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center that's the other direction, uh, which is where we have the Broadway Across America plays and other more concert style, uh, you know, uh, classical music concerts and and vocal performances there. Um, And so Church Street is really kind of that funnel that that pulls all of that through there. Um, The city of Orlando, as downtown's really kind of boomed over the last 15 years, uh, invested very heavily in building some parking garages as well as giving grants to developers who built them and then when they've come back and put these larger public venues in by and large they haven't built any new parking spaces for them uh, so that it kind of forces people to really use and circulate through downtown when they're coming in and out for the different events the story of downtown orlando and church street is intertwined with the story of the nearby theme parks. So Church Street in its heyday, uh, kind of the early 80s and early and mid-80s, um, really was the sort of nightlife spot for all of Orlando, which included the tourist market at that time. And so as, as Orlando uh, you know, was really coming into its own and drawing tourists and starting to draw some convention business, this was where people would come to drink, dance, see live music performances and things like that. Um, Disney has a strong reputation of figuring out what people want to be doing uh, when they're visiting Disney that they're leaving property for and finding a way to put that on Disney's property. So that was actually the uh, precursor to what Disney built uh, originally as Pleasure Island, uh, which was a part of their downtown Disney complex, which again was redone and then rebranded as Disney Springs over the last few years. So has that meant less tourists coming to downtown Orlando? Correct. And so, you know, when, when Disney opened that and then subsequently you had Universal opening City Walk that was a similar, uh, you know, venue targeted purely at tourists, that essentially turned the tourist traffic into downtown Orlando from a lot to zero overnight uh, with those openings. And so, you know, the, the downtown market went through kind of a big cycle there where it, it had depended on a lot of that tourist traffic uh, and some of the local residents got to take advantage of that, but there really were no downtown town residents and there was no other activity in downtown Orlando. So when that left, the market really went into, to, like I said, kind of a down cycle for a number of years um, and was really the early to mid 2000s when the mayor and the city council decided it was time to start investing in things in a different way to really, number one, drive more businesses and more uh, residents 
into the downtown core and to make sure then that the the offerings that were there, whether that was from a retail or entertainment perspective, were targeted at permanent residents and the employees in the uh, uh, office towers. And so they kind of fostered more, what, apartments and condos going into downtown? Correct. Yes. And so, uh, you know, there were a number of things that they did with different tax incentives and, and um, developer density bonuses to encourage, uh, as I mentioned, large kind of, in, in many cases, oversized parking structures that could handle uh, parking for cars that were more than just what would be for those specific uses they were building. Um, they really provided a lot of incentive for developers to build street front retail space and to design the buildings to be accommodating to pedestrians coming through uh, the area as well. So we're pulling in uh, to a parking lot that next next to a whole lot of construction going on here. Yep. So this is this is Creative Village here. Right, we're parked right up next to a fence of a construction site. All right, so I see cranes, I see construction. Brandon, what are we looking at? Tell me, tell me what we see. Well, right here ahead of you, you have the Creative Village Student Housing Project, which is now named uh, Union West. Uh, it's a large mixed-use project, about 15 stories tall. Uh, on the bottom floor, you'll see we have just over 12,000 square feet of retail. On floors two through four, you'll see there in the blue, highlighted in glass, is 105,000 square feet of space leased to both the University of Central Florida, the nation's second largest university, and Valencia College, which is our large community college system here. The Valencia has a culinary institute. They're world-renowned for that. Disney actually is the title sponsor for this culinary program, and it actually has a two-story presence that flanks here on the end cap, and it'll have like a really cool beverage lab, big commercial kitchens where they're teaching students how to cook, how to run restaurants, and things of that sort, which obviously is a big thing for us here in Central Florida, given our hospitality presence. This is the former home of the original Orlando Magic O-Dome. This is where the arena was back in its day. So yes, this is you're actually sitting on, uh, on that former site. And then when they picked up and moved that to the now Amway Center, uh, that's where the city and our, our client, our master developer, Craig Gosser, came up with this idea to really do something unique here uh, called Create a Village. Immediately across the street, you have the Dr. Phillips Academic Commons, which is the, the joint UCF and Valencia campus. It's a 150,000 square foot facility. 8,000 students and staff will call this home starting in August of this year. So that is a huge impact to downtown Orlando, bringing 8,000 people down here in one fall shot. So again, a huge presence for us there. This place is really going to be humming. Where we're actually standing right now is going to be Central Park. If you look in downtown Orlando, we don't have a lot of green space. So the master developer that is also development, they really wanted to uh, demise something uh, that will really have a nice community feel, somewhere where they can do a lot of different events and things of that sort. So from right about here... James, all the way up to the stoplight you can't see just behind you, this could be one large open park area. So um, surrounding us, yes, you can see there's a lot of cranes. We have about over $500 million of concurrent development going on right now. Over here where you see the cranes that are happening right here, this is a Class A uh, market rate apartment project, 406 apartment units uh, that is under construction now. Immediately across over there, you have another project over there. It's mixed income housing. It's 350 units over there uh, that will deliver right around the same time as our project will deliver uh, you know, sometime this summer. So we just came from downtown where the offices are, the restaurants. We're still, you would still call where we're at now downtown? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, like we said, it's about a 10-minute quick walk into the core of downtown. So if you wanted to go hang out at night, um, you can easily do that. In the past decade or two, we've seen so many downtowns revitalize and redefine themselves. It's been especially tough for downtown Orlando to figure out its niche. 
downtown Orlando has some unique challenges uh, from a retail perspective. Um, when you go just about four miles south of downtown Orlando, you have the Mall at Millennia, which is a top five performing mall in the world. Uh, so when you look at traditional soft goods retailers, lifestyle retailers, even like an Urban Outfitters or a Forever 21 uh, that you see in a lot of downtown environments, a lot of urban settings, they don't want to be in downtown here. They want to be at the mall because the mall does $1,400 a square foot, and that's where, that's where they drive the most traffic to. Um, and so usually if you don't get those kind of tenants in a downtown environment, what you get is a lot of really unique uh, local restaurants and high-end boutiques. And the challenge downtown Orlando faces is about four miles north of us is Winter Park, where you have Park Avenue, which is one of the most successful uh, you know, urban retail strips anywhere in the country, driven primarily by high-end restaurants and boutique uh, uh, local tenants. Uh, and so Orlando's been stuck in the middle, or downtown Orlando has been stuck in the middle of those two and really sort of trying to grapple with, hey, what are the right things we can do there? And so focusing on the resident, driving additional residents and additional students down in here so there's more activity and now more entertainment for the folks that are down here has really been the key. Um, and so the next big piece of that is going to be the, the uh, Orlando Sports and Entertainment District or the SED project as, as we refer to it. It's got about 150,000 square feet of, of retail space on their site plan. But when we say retail space, that is programmed to be almost entirely restaurant and entertainment driven. So uh, we have a concert venue that'll be in there. We have a social bowling concept that's designed to be in there. Uh, and the majority of the rest of the space will be a variety of food and beverage programming. So some pure bar and pub style places, uh, a lot of, you know, combination uh, restaurant and bars to uh, really cater to a combination of the downtown resident, the downtown workforce, and then the folks that are coming in for uh, magic games, for Orlando City soccer games, for different concerts and other events that are going on uh, within that project. You know, downtown Orlando's had a, a lot of great things happening for it in the last several years with population growth, particularly within the, the millennial grouping. Um, we've been one of the top three cities for inbound moves from millennials uh, for both 2015, 16, and 17. And the 18 numbers aren't out yet, but everybody expects we'll continue to be on there. Uh, in 2016 and 17, we were in the top. Um, we were the number one uh, city for workforce growth by uh, per capita. With the stuff that's under construction today, not even just the stuff that's planned, but under construction, uh, the population population of downtown is going to increase by over 30% in the next 18 months um, just through what's under construction. If the stuff that's planned happens, it's 50% in the next five years. So again, really, really phenomenal growth story in downtown Orlando right now. Um, and we've tipped over the mark of having 10,000 people downtown. Again, that's going to be 12 and 15,000 pretty quick, which are some key thresholds for a lot of the national food and beverage retailers um, that we've been targeting for downtown, which is why we've had so much success here uh, at Union West with that exact category. Is they're seeing that, hey, the, the downtown Orlando market has kind of hit that threshold, and this is going to be ground zero for where their target customer is. Specific to the downtown market, what's been interesting in this last cycle, and it, it's happened sort of three times over the last eight years now, uh, where the pipeline of residential that's under construction has gotten to be so big that essentially all of the multifamily lenders and banks went, whoa, 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 we're not lending anything in Orlando. And so then there's no new construction for about 18 months, and all of those projects, again, it's happened three times, deliver they lease up ahead of schedule and their rents are way above schedule. And so the lenders all say, wait a minute, we were wrong and flood money back into the market. So we've had kind of three little mini booms of, of housing within uh, downtown Orlando. We're sort of at the, the end of that third one right now where, like I said, there's a lot under construction. The stuff that's planned right now is having a little bit of trouble getting out of the ground. But our expectation from everything we're hearing and seeing from the people we talk to in those markets is that, uh, um, that are leasing those spaces. Again, that trend is continuing to happen. And so we think that next wave will probably start here within the next 12 months. 
I think like most of the country this time, we haven't seen the immense overbuilding and speculative building that was being done in the residential market. Um, however, when you're a city like this, um, the number of people that we are adding every year is so great that they have not been able to build enough to keep up with it. Most people have said, oh yeah, I've been to Orlando, but they've never been actually been to Orlando. They've been to Disney or one of the parks. What are the secret, like what is it that is su surprises people when they first come to Orlando? Um, I'd say it's a quite a progressive city, great art culture. Uh, our food, our foodie scene has really taken off. I think we're all pretty proud of the fact that we have uh, continuing to get more James Beard Award no uh, nominees, um, so, you know, kind of led by the Petrakis family as well as the guys that are down at Ritz-Carlton and down at Disney, but some really good local flair that I think when people come to visit here, they look at you know Orlando Weekly and, and start doing the research. Like We've got some really awesome restaurant operators that really creates a really cool vibe and, and a heartbeat and it's all really focused around downtown Orlando right now. Um, you know, most of the growth and the cooler concepts are really kind of being sprung out of downtown Orlando. Um, we've got a really good music scene. I mean, it's you know, we're we're a pretty cool city. We're, there's much more to us than, uh, than than Mickey Mouse. Although we love Mickey Mouse, but uh, there's much more to it than that. Great universities and uh, obviously just some awesome job opportunities. And I think that's why Justin's saying that you know we're we're exploding uh, just because of the fact that we have such a, just a burgeoning uh, you know community for a lot of young people. Any. Uh tips for visitors on uh, hot spots to go eat at, a favorite restaurant to recommend? You know, I think if you make it into downtown Orlando, Cress is sort of the, uh, the, the long-standing local favorite here. It's a, a modern steakhouse, um, great food, great atmosphere, located again right on Church Street there. So if you're coming to any of the events downtown, you're right in the heart of it all. Uh, and then I think one of the newer ones that's open that's been really successful is SoCo, a southern-themed uh, group, which, believe it or not, has some of the best meatloaf you'll ever eat anywhere in your whole life which I understand is a weird recommendation to make out loud. <laughs> I, my wife hates meatloaf, so, but I, I'm looking for that good gourmet meatloaf that's going to change her, her opinion on it. This meatloaf is wrapped in bacon, served over lobster mashed potatoes, and drizzled with a white cream gravy. So it's, uh, it's not the you know, loaf of spam with some ketchup on top of it that your grandma may have cooked. <laughs> Uh, what are you guys doing for dinner? Because that sounds <laughs> that sounds awesome. Keisha and I did end up going to SoCo for dinner, and yes, indeed, the meatloaf lives up to the hype. Highly recommended. If you take away the theme parks, Orlando is a lot like any other small city, and as downtowns evolve, they look to serve the locals as much as the out-of-towners, be it London, New York, or Sacramento. Locals want to come to a city, see a game, see a show, get some food, and have a drink. And, like we're seeing in Orlando, some people want to live downtown and be a part of the action all the time. That demand is what continues to push new infill urban developments like Creative Village. What's going on in your favorite downtown? I would love to know about it, so give me a call. Leave a message on the Where We Buy hotline, and we'll use your voice on an episode of the show. Our number is 602-633-4061, and be sure to tell us your name and where you're calling from. I'd love to meet you in person, and we've got two opportunities to do that coming up soon. The first is the Octane Technology Innovation Forum, May 13th and 14th in Newport Beach, California. I'm going to be speaking on the future of retail. If you're there, come and say hi. 
And then Recon, Las Vegas. Talked about it at the top of the episode. We're going to be doing a bunch of live podcasts on the Innovation Exchange stage in the Grand Lobby uh, on Monday and Tuesday. That's uh, May 20th and 21st at the Las Vegas Convention Center. If you can't be there in person, you can hear all the episodes when they come out as podcasts. And in order to do that, you'll need to subscribe to Where We Buy. You can do that on the iPhone podcast app, Spotify, or one of any number of other podcast apps. We're on all of them. Or if you don't like apps, you can go to our website. It's wherewebuy.show. I want to give a shout out today to John Q. Public, who reviewed us on iTunes and called our show the Charles Kuralt of retail, which I really appreciate. Um, for those of you uh, who are, uh, say, under the age of 43 or so, uh, Charles Kuralt was a guy on the news who had an on-the-road show. Um, where he would do these dispatches from daily life all across America. Anyway, that's kind of what we try to do here. So I really, I really appreciate the comparison. Thanks, uh, John Q. As you know, retail is visual. So we like to post pictures, videos, news stories, and reports onto LinkedIn. To see them and make sure that you get them in your LinkedIn feed, you can follow me. Just search for James Cook JLL and click on follow. Our theme music is Run in the Night by the Good Lords under Creative Commons license.